Hello, welcome to Love Alexi. My name is Alexi Wasser. I'm your host, and this is my podcast. And uh, this episode, I am strictly, purely dedicating it to reading your emails. And you guys, uh, I go back and forth with this. I'm like, how much of my, my life should I actually reveal to you? Man, I didn't put out a podcast last week because, uh, well, it was Halloween. Not that I was doing anything wild. Uh, were you? What were you doing? What the hell were you doing? Um, no, I've been uh, I've been going through it. I've been feeling lots of feelings, living my life uh, internally and externally, thinking lots of thoughts. And uh, oh man, I mean, okay, where do I begin? First off. This episode is dedicated to reading your emails. Uh, I'll probably only, I'm not going to get through like 20, like sometimes I'll do like three hour podcasts where I read like 20 emails. Probably going to talk a lot, read about five emails and then uh, end the show. And let's keep it as, you know, short and sweet, like a, like one of a, like a goop episode. Oh my God, I just got a text. Did you guys hear that? That is so cool. Anyway, um, why should I bother turning my phone off? I mean, we're all just going to die anyway. What does it all matter? That's not, I'm just joking. Anyway, um, let me tell you the normal stuff you got to say when you do a podcast. If you like this podcast, if you've listened to previous episodes and you're still tuning in for more, maybe this is your first episode. And if it is, this is not normally what they are like. Not at all. I, I promise. They're really not like this. They usually I have a guest. Uh, but every once in a while, I'll, I'll dedicate the episode to reading emails. Anyway, if you like the Love Alexi podcast, uh, subscribe on iTunes, rate the show, leave a comment, uh, tell anyone who will listen. Let's let them know it's a vulnerable podcast about a girl, you know, talking about her life and feelings and then uh, searching via her guests who are all creative and interesting, fascinating people. Anyway, if you want to uh, contribute, uh, make a donation to the Love Alexi podcast, feel free to do so. Uh, you could do it via Venmo even, Venmo at Alexi Wasser and... Uh, You know, if you want to send an email in the future, send all emails to dearlovealexi at gmail.com. If you'd like to advertise on the show, please do so. Send an advertising inquiry to dearlovealexi at gmail.com. Well, I voted today. Uh, I voted for all the right people. Don't worry. I hope you did too. And uh, let's cross our fingers that that better things happen. Um, I have been grappling with uh, going on anti-anxiety medication or antidepressant medication because I've just like, I've just felt, you know, in the past like eight months, I've lost about 20 pounds. I remember when I interviewed uh, Charlie McDowell, writer-director Charlie McDowell, I remember I came home and I weighed myself and decided to Instagram that, put that on Insta stories. And I remember I weighed like a uh, 150 pounds, 150. And I'm like... Uh, I'm like 5'11", 5'11 and a half maybe. How dare you? And, uh, and now I'm still the same height and I weigh 127 pounds. That's over 20 pounds I've lost. Uh, normally I'd be like, what a dream. But uh, I just have no appetite. I'm totally anxious all the time or most of the time. I'm not following through with the things I want to follow through with. I'm just going, I'm having a moment, if you will. Have you guys ever had a moment? So, you know, I go to talk therapy and I love my therapist, but I'm also brutally self-aware and I'm aware of all the things that are pointed out to me by other people or my therapist or my mom. And, uh, 
you know, loops that I get in where I like freak out about stuff and I get anxious and then I'm just like, ugh, I'm so anxious. I just can't even get out of bed or whatever. And uh, that Lauren episode, Lauren Trillin episode from a few weeks back, um, I was very honest about my mood at the time or mo- a mood that I had been in, just uh, moody. And uh, due to like, yeah, anxiety and getting stuck in loop thinking and uh, just feeling like, I don't even know how to explain it. Stressed out. I'm stressed. I've been stressed. And it's, uh, I don't know exactly why. I have an idea, but I don't want to feel this way anymore. So I was like, oh my goodness, should I just go on, should I just see, see a psychiatrist for the second time? Because I had seen a psychiatrist like months ago. And then I was like, I don't want to go on antidepressants. You know, because I saw a therapist, a psychologist, and he was like, okay, your brain, you are thinking a lot. You're, you have a very overactive mind, which serves you, but also can be very painful for you because you're always thinking about every aspect of everything and like coming up with stories in your head that aren't true and just like worrying and whatever. And um, it's never been this bad, I don't think. Or maybe I just have amnesia. I don't know. Like childbirth, like when women give childbirth, they forget, they have to forget, like they, our bodies are made to forget how painful and traumatic childbirth is, so, uh, so we'll be willing to do it again and have another baby. Anyway, I've never had a kid, but so I was like, okay, I'll go to a, my, my psychologist as a point, I trust him and he's not into, antibi- and I, uh, he's not anti- into antidepressants at all. So if he's saying like, you know, maybe you should consider it and I actually think it might be a good idea, just a low dose of something, but go talk to the psychiatrist that I recommend. So I went to an appointment and I just told them like, oh, this is like, you know, how I can be very anxious and, and, uh, and stuff. And he was like, well, I need to see you again for a second appointment before I can even consider, um, you know, before I can prescribe something. So I was like, okay. And then I was like, fuck this. I don't want to take antidepressants. Ah, there's a stigma. I'm scared. I don't want to do it. I don't want to put like, I don't want, I just don't want to do it. I'm scared. All the side effects and blah, blah, blah. And like, you can't drink and maybe your sex drive lowers and not even the weight gain. Because if I gained weight, like if I gained 20 pounds, I'd be how I was before and I was fine with that. But anyway... So then I was getting anxious again and I just thought, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to go back. So I went in for my second appointment. He prescribed the lowest dose of, uh, of Zoloft, which is like 25 milligrams. And I've taken the second dose today and already I'm like, I don't want to do this. <laughs> Yesterday I was like, yeah, count me in. I'm going to try this. And also it's like ridiculous. I'm putting this out there on my podcast because it's like opening myself up to a bunch of people sending emails in about like, being anti or pro uh, antidepressants is not the best idea, but you know, I'm being honest. I'm going to own it anyway. But I'm on. Oh, crazy! You guys, a technical technical glitch right there. Um, so I just got cut off. I hope this makes sense to you guys. Uh, there's a technical glitch. I was just about to say. Uh, you know, so I'm on day two, but this is days later. I recorded that beginning part uh, two days ago. Now I'm on day, I'm going to take my fourth dose today. Um, 
Anyway, I hope this patches together perfectly. Um, so here's the thing. Yeah, day three, I was like, I'm not going to do this. Forget it. And then I started texting with a girlfriend. She was like, it's 25 milligrams. It hasn't even kicked in yet because I was like, my brain's tingling. Um, I can feel my synapses firing. I feel weird. I feel euphoric. I also take Synthroid. Maybe they don't work together. And then I look that up and blah, 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 whatever, even though the pharmacist told me all the stuff. Anyway, but then I thought, fuck it. Um, she's right. My doctor is right. Of, of all the people to listen to, my doctor was like, it won't even start taking effect really for like two weeks. I mean, just like take it and whatever. So anyway, I'm going to take my fourth 25 milligram pill later tonight. None of your fucking business. This is ridiculous that I share this stuff. This is crazy, but whatever. Um, I'm being transparent in the, you know, in modern times, people like that. Anyway, um, but yeah, today I like feel good. Day four, I'm, I'm eagerly awaiting the time to take it because you got to be consistent apparently. You got to take it at the same time every day. Um, so I'm going to do that and I'm going to avoid drinking, but I might moderately drink. I might, I'm going to go to London and New York over the holidays. I'm going to go to New York for Thanksgiving and London and Paris for Christmas. And uh, I'm going to see what happens when you mix alcohol with, uh, with Zoloft. Oh boy, here we go. I'm really going to try not to do that, but I might nurse like a glass of rosé over ice, like a class act, like the class act that I am. Anyway, welcome to the Love Alexi podcast. Uh, Two recordings and one episode today. Uh, A little bit of technical difficulty, but that's keeping it real. And uh, I'm going to read a bunch of emails today and, uh, you know... uh, I hope everybody is good out there. I hope anything I'm saying makes you feel less alone. I hope you're like, whoa, oh my God, I'm so glad she's sharing that. This is great. Um, Yeah. Uh, It's so weird. I'm so judgmental of antidepressants and yet I've been making a case for them, telling like people I'm very close to, like I think like some people I'm very close to are like, yeah, what's the big deal? Everybody's on them. I'm on them. It turns out all my friends are on antidepressants um, and are, they're making fun of me because 25 milligrams is such a low dose, but I take everything very seriously. Uh, and then I told another person I'm very close to that I was considering it because, uh, and he's very anti them. And so then all of a sudden I found myself making a case for mental illness <laughs> for like, that I'm not laughing at that. I'm laughing at myself because all of a sudden, like if you're going to challenge me, about what I want to do for me. First of all, it's not nobody's business, and yet I'm sharing this information on my podcast. But like, you know, I'm sharing this with this very per- close person in my life, and he's like a little bit, um, you know, uh, he's he doesn't does he doesn't feel good that I'm trying to take antidepressants that I want to or I need to, and he's like reticent and scared of like what that might mean. Might might I turn into a zombie or how is it going to affect my personality? And am I not going to be the same person he he originally met or whatever? Anyway, and then all of a sudden I'm like, how dare you? This is up to, and it is up to me, but at the same time, like I should just learn how to keep shit to myself. Clearly I can't, but also that would be weird to not tell people that are very close to you anyway, or would it anyway? Um, but then all of a sudden I'm making a case for antidepressants, like, oh, you know, it's like if you have low blood, if you have a high blood pressure, you take this. If you have diabetes, you do that. You take insulin. Yakety schmackety. And it's like, you know, if I need to create some more serotonin in my brain to level me out so I don't get so reactive and I'm not constantly on edge and, you know, living in fear and whatever, anxiety, what have you, uh, I'm going to take this thing for three months and it's, uh, it's a personal choice. And if I get weird, uh, we'll, we'll figure it out then and whatever. Anyway, I'm just like making this case for this thing. And it's just interesting how like you can always make a case for either either side. And uh, anyway, 
Oh yeah, yeah. So I guess that's what I'm telling you guys too. All of my best friends out there in the ether, whoever you are, if you're listening, please send me an email uh, if you are listening. But don't be mean and don't have too much of an opinion about anything I've just said. Please. Okay, thank you. Um, oh God, oh no. Um, uh, yeah. But yeah, my plan is to take it, pay attention to how I feel, take it for a few months, and then get the fuck off of it and keep in touch with the psychiatrist who prescribed it get my serotonin levels up, practice a new way of being and operating in this life. Um, And I'm kind of excited. I've done so many like drugs that are, uh, that are just like, like, what would you call them? Street drugs. I've done so many drugs that are like not, uh, I don't even know what the word is. You know, it's like recreationally when I was a teenager, I tried cocaine and I've done speed. Speed is probably what ate all my serotonin up. And my PTSD from a horrible, weird childhood. Bizarre, a bizarre, kooky childhood. I'd, I'd rather say that. Not horrible. Yeah. Ecstasy sucked that serotonin out of my goddamn brain. Speed, acid, cocaine, nitrous. And I'm fucking worried about taking 25 milligrams of something prescribed by a doctor that I will wean myself off of. Because you, you can't go off this shit cold turkey. I read all the instructions and I've heard all the horror stories. That's why I'm like so hyper aware. So I guess I'm just doing a social experiment, you guys. And uh, I'm not making light of it because I'm actually putting it in my own body for my own mood situation. So uh, I'm not making fun of antidepressants. I'm just, I'm, I'm on both sides of the fence. Um, and I'm going to go through it. And maybe I'll tell you how I'm doing every week. I'll let you know how it goes. Um, but other than this podcast and the ones to come, I'm going to try to not talk about it so much. I know I'm completely contradicting myself. I'm all over the place. But uh, listen, I've said too much as per usual. And uh, now I'm going to read your emails. But uh, yeah, if we're not friends on uh, Instagram, I don't know why. I think we should all be friends on Instagram. Follow me at Alexi Wasser. Uh, Who cares about Twitter? Who cares about Facebook? Snapchat? Who cares? Let's be friends on Instagram. I'm going to try to start insta-living more when I do my, uh, my interviews with uh, upcoming guests. And I've got a lot of exciting guests lined up. Uh, that's a lot of what I've been doing the past two weeks besides stewing and sitting in my own feelings um, and celebrating Halloween and going to the Halloween uh, hayride in Los Angeles, which was lovely. Went with the boyfriend. It was very nice, cozy, and romantic. Definitely got me out of my head. Um, I also went to Universal... No, 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 I didn't. I usually do that every year. I'm going to do that next year. you got to save something for next year. It's always nice to have something to look forward to. That's what Pat Allen says. You have to have some someone to love, something to look forward to, something to live for. I can't remember. Look it up. Anyway, I went to the Hollywood Bowl. Uh, my boyfriend had never been, and he saw... Uh, he heard from his barber that his very hip in the know barber that Danny Elfman um, that they were playing the Nightmare Before Christmas live and and uh, all the original performers from the movie were going to be singing the songs from the movie live I didn't realize Danny Elfman sang all the songs he composed all the music and I think wrote all the songs and anyway and uh, yeah and then Tim Burton that was, it was beautiful and, and incredible I had never seen I'm burying the lead I had never seen the Nightmare Before Christmas, 
and I got to see it for the first time years and years and years later. I'm not even proud of this, but I'm very happy to say that, you know, that I, I'm not proud that I hadn't seen it, but I am so happy to say that the first time I saw it was at the Hollywood Bowl in the way that I saw it, and it was beautiful, and I look like Sally. I should be Sally for Halloween next year. Anyway, and then at the end of it, Tim Burton pops out. Fucking Tim Burton, my spirit guide. I mean, my God, my future ex-husband, Tim Burton, my, my potential real biological father, Tim Burton. I'm just throwing out options. I don't want him to be both. Anyway, but uh, my God, I've always felt I look like a Tim Burton character. And then when I saw him, I was like, oh my God, my maker, my lover, my spirit guide guru, there he is. I can't believe it. Of course, I said this all to like my boyfriend. He's just like, ugh, all right, just take it down a notch. Anyway, um... So that was a fucking blast, and uh, that's what I've been up to. So now you know all the ins and outs, and if you're still listening, I appreciate it. Shall we dive into these emails? I think we should. All right. This first one is from, maybe I'll just keep them anonymous, It's from a girl, and she writes, Hey, Alexi, I have recently become quite obsessed with your podcast. So much of what you share is exactly what so many young women and men need to hear. I thought I would share a little bit of my story with you in order to affirm exactly why it is that I find your message to be so helpful and relevant. So hopeful and relevant. I'm 22 from Vancouver, Canada. Although I'm pretty young, respectively, still pretty young, I spiraled pretty early and made a lot of poor life decisions in my early to mid-teenage years. My family life was an abusive shit show, and I led a life of escaping through promiscuity and drug use and many other not uncommon means of coping that many teenagers use. Right before my graduating year of high school, my high school sweetheart died in a drunk driving accident, a truly earth-shattering, heartbreaking incident that rocked my world. It was also one of those life-altering events that makes you reevaluate everything you thought to be true about life and how you're currently doing things. I dedicated the next few years of my life to writing, oh, to ridding, ridding myself of terrible habits, making better friends, and getting over all my shit and getting my life together. But what made the biggest difference for me was learning to forgive myself for mistakes, learn to love myself and appreciate myself and give myself permission to be. The whole process was painful and difficult, but in the end, the best thing I could have ever done for myself. I dated, but committed myself to celibacy until I was sure that someone truly loved me. I learned to meditate, practice self-love, and really focus on the things I truly wanted out of life, all the kinds of things that you promote and advocate on your show. And yeah, I made a lot of mistakes along the way. I still got too drunk and made an idiot of myself once in a while. I still had meltdowns and outbursts. I still had the emotional seven slice of pizza. But the important thing in life is to be constantly improving and pick yourself up, forgive yourself, and move on when you make mistakes. Alexi, I wish you had your, I wish I had your podcast years ago and I needed it. But here I am today, and I can truly say that the self-love and self-healing advice that you share with the world is so, so true, and it works. And I'm living proof that no matter what you've gone through, you can find love, you can be happy, and you can heal. We are all so much more than just a product of our upbringing and traumas. We are masterpieces, continuously being redefined, refined, and made beautiful. Below is a picture of me and my darling husband on our wedding day. I met him when I was lacking nothing, no void to fill with love, no desperation, and no compromising. You truly do attract healthy people when you yourself are too. Keep being a light in this world. Signed, Anonymous. Oh my God. You signed your name, but I'm not going to say your name out loud, but beautiful girl. 
thank you so much. And, and she did. She included a picture of her and her handsome husband and cutting their cake at their wedding. This is incredible. Thank you so much. Oh, my God. I don't even know what to say. You've gone through so much. And thank you for being so honest and vulnerable in that letter to me. And thank you for all the sweet words, because sometimes I think I'm just speaking into the ether and nobody cares and it's not making an effect or a difference or whatever. So the fact that like, you know, now we've met my neighbors yelling right now and really ruining this vibe. Uh, now we've had, we've met over, you know, the internet. It's makes me so happy. And uh, yeah, thank you. And uh, going back to like me talking about going on antidepressants, um, I'm not going to say this over and over again. It's more for me than for you, but it's a low dose. I'm only going to do it for a few months and just see how I feel. And if I don't like it, I'm going to taper off it. Anyway, um, I do want to say though that this was not my like first attempt at like trying to work on myself. And if you've listened to the show, um, you know that. But uh, I, I meditate, I do TM, I, I do yoga, I go on long walks, um, I do hypnotherapy, I do freeandnative.com, Lacey Phillips hypnotherapy like workshops, and uh, I write. I, I did Buddhist chanting. I did that before I, like when I first thought I might try um, some kind of medication. Instead, one of my friends was like, try Buddhist chanting, and that really did help, but then it got to another level, and so I just thought, fuck it, I'm trying it, and I'm framing it as a social experiment but really it's just something I'm doing. Um, so I just wanted to throw that out there and make that clear because if I don't give all the facts, I don't want to misrepresent myself and just, I don't know, I might as well share it all if I'm saying I'm sharing it all. Um, oh, and I've tried supplements. I've tried Reiki. I've gone to healers. I've taken St. John's wort. I've taken CBD oil. Um, I've tried everything. All right, just wanted to make that crystal clear to avoid a bunch of emails from people going, have you gone to, to, you know, have you taken supplements? Yeah, I've tried every supplement, Erewhon, Whole Foods, and every healer has to offer. So, yeah. Side note of a side note, I did something that I forgot to tell you guys about. This week, I had the craziest experience. Um, I, oh my God, yeah, like last Saturday, I... Got this okay, so I got this email from a mom from this really cool mom and uh, some badass cool sweetheart of a mom, and she was like, Alexi, are you still offering big sister sessions um, in person to go to Target and hang out with a girl uh, for an hour, like as a mentor, big sister? And I wrote back to her and I was like, you know what? I took that off my website. I have this link available uh, in the bio section of my Instagram, and I took I took that off you know, as one of the options. And I just made it so my big sister sessions are just over Skype. So I just like talk and over Skype to girls all over the world, wherever they are. Um, and we talk like we're best friends and I serve as like a big sister because I'm going through all of it. So I just like, you know, try to help via anything I've been through and all the, all the wisdom I can impart on them based on my own experiences. And I just listen and, and give advice if asked for it. And, uh, and they, I've done so many of them and they're so wonderful. And anyway, but the link's in my bio and my Instagram at Alexi Wasser. But so this, when this woman emailed me and she's like, oh, you know, I, I saw that it wasn't there anymore, that option to, to meet up in person, do you still do it? My, my 12-year-old daughter, my 12-year-old daughter, you know, I would, would love to do this. And, you know, I think it'd be really wonderful for her. What do you think? 
And I wrote back immediately and I was like, oh my God, how can I say no to this? I have to do this. Meet your 12-year-old daughter at Target in Los Angeles and walk around with her and have a Starbucks with her and go shopping and mill about and talk about life and feelings and crushes and career and hopes and dreams and family and heartache and dilemmas and just venting and what have you with your wonderful 12-year-old daughter? Uh, Yeah, sign me up. So I fucking did that. I did that. I met up with this. I'm, I'm not going to say her name because I'm going to keep her anonymous. But uh, I met up with, with uh, I keep saying the mom, but it's, it sounds so funny. Um, I met up with the, the 12-year-old girl and her mother. And I thought her mother was going to come along and, and hang out with us. But she was like, no, I trust you. I'm, I know this might sound crazy, but I mean, of course, you should trust me. I'm like totally trustworthy. Uh, and I love people and I'm very kind. Um, and I mean, it's, it's me, you guys. It's me, Lexi. Anyway, so yeah, the mom went off to have lunch and uh, I hung out with her daughter. And her daughter, I don't know what this says about her daughter or me. Uh, her daughter is either an old soul or it's strange that I feel like I connect best with 12-year-olds because her daughter and I talked about electronics and photography and um, her friends who like came out at 12 years old or 11 years old and and, you know, crushes and uh, family and uh, just what she wants to do with her life and and her, who her friends are and just uh, just so many things. But she was such, we talked about everything. And it was so natural and sweet. And this girl was so deep. And we had such a lovely time. And, you know, she told me things that she might be insecure about and, you know, we talked about potential career choices and things that she's interested in and what she wants to foster creatively speaking. And, and, uh, and I'm hoping that I was as inspiring and helpful to her as she was for me, because my goodness, what a dreamy kid. We had a lovely day and both, and then I hung out with the mom afterwards and we met up with her mom afterwards and, uh, we all sat down and had a chat and like did a recap and my goodness, it's like, I wanted, I, it was such a sentimental, important experience. Um, yeah, it's like, what an unusual, unique experience that I got to have. Not unusual, but I mean, just like really magical. So I'm so glad I got to do that. So if anybody else, if any other girls want to meet up in person, uh, I might consider it after having such a lovely experience, um, you know, playing the big sister of uh, of this 12-year-old darling young woman. So yeah, you can always DM me on Instagram or click on that link or, uh, you know, email me at dearlovealexi at gmail.com. But that being said, let me read another email. All right. This one uh, is from another girl, I believe. Hey, Lexi, I've been following you for a long time and I always listen to your podcast. They are a lifesaver when I feel alone within friendships and whenever I seem to have doubts about my relationship. You're so in tune with your feelings. I just like, I just feel like you might be able to give me some insight as to whether I'm going a little self-sabotage crazy or if these reoccurring thoughts are my gut telling me to change something dramatically. I'm 22 and I've been with my boyfriend for three years. I met him within the first months of living at the dorms at our new college. We ended up living together accidentally because my roommates flaked and his apartment became convenient. He's a great roommate and guy, always willing to go the extra 10 miles to make me happy, but sometimes I feel like I'm settling too fast. It's not like there's anything wrong with finding someone you love, 
with all your heart and staying with them right out of college. But it just sounds so rare that I don't know if this is, if this is that, or if I'm staying because I'm scared to live by myself. I know that I could do it. But another reason I question staying is that I feel like I put him in the position to be responsible for my happiness. And I realize that that needs to change. And I'm trying to change it every day. But when I think about it, it's also nice to have him in my life because I know he wouldn't I know he wouldn't leave me if I tried something new or if I wanted to move to Alaska. But the thought that keeps recurring is that I always allow myself to morph into my current boyfriend's life. And I never know what my life would look like because I've never been single and live on my own. I'm always becoming a part of my boyfriend's life and either I lose my friends and become surrounded by his friends or my habits become me preparing for his habits. I just don't know if I'm living as authentic as I could be or if I'm staying out of pure convenience. I just want to know if you think I'm making this way too complicated than it is and possibly trying to sabotage my relationship without realizing it. I could give a million more details just to see if you think we're compatible and if this is marriage type, a marriage type of deal. But I just want to know, is it possible to meet someone early in life and just know that they are special and you want to stay? What if this is the perfect guy to build a future with? He seems like the one, no doubt, you know, no doubt about it, but these recurring doubts, uh, are they my inner demons or like what reason could it be that they keep coming back? Thank you for reading this and taking the time out of your life to advise my messy, not so messy life. I realize you can't give me all the answers, but anything helps. Signed, K. I'm calling you by your initial, K. Um, how do I start? Where do I start? Well, here's the thing. I, I think you're deep and you're thinking deeply about everything and that's a beautiful thing. I do the same thing. And um, you're, you have a lot of self-awareness and that's great, but that can also make you suffer. But listen, I would say quiet your mind, meditate. I mean, you should just meditate every day. I mean, if, if God, if we all just did that, easier said than done. But if you can just quiet your mind and you guys live together, hmm, well, I'm going to still say meditate. And I think, still think you can be in the relationship with him and move out and just say, hey, like, I want my own space or like, oh, you know, I want to see what it's like to live on my own. You can be your own person and be authentically you within a relationship. You just have to make sure you do that, you know? And it sounds like you're like, you know, you saying like you morph into ex-boyfriends. My God, I've done the same thing with so many relationships. And what I have to do is like make lists of all the things I want to do. And it's easier now because I'm older, but is it easier? No. I mean, for me, because when you're in love with someone, it's so easy to be like, I want to be with them all the time. They're my best friend. Or, you know, it's like, it's, it's a slippery slope. So, you know, and you live together. So yeah, you can move out and be on your own two feet and still be in this relationship and see how that feels to have your own space and make enough money to afford a place for yourself and all that. And then, yeah, you have to be conscious of knowing what your goals are, knowing what what hobbies you want to pursue and making sure you have a list of your friends, your family, your spiritual goals, if you have those, you know, like, so if you want to go running or go to the gym or do yoga or hang out with all your girlfriends or study or go see movies or write or, or have alone time or have those things you want to accomplish, keep lists of all those things 
and also lists of things you want to do with your boyfriend so you can balance all of those things. And if you can start doing that now, oh my God, that'll be so helpful because I'm only learning it now barely, you know, because yeah, again, it's hard, you know, it's hard not to make someone responsible for your happiness where you look to that person that you have sex with. And I only say that sex because, you know, that's what separates like a friendship and a romantic relationship, you know, uh, it's you're taking it to another level of physical intimacy and and stuff like that. But uh, it's hard to not look at them for validation or, you know, like, oh, they have to say this or if they don't want to spend time with me, I, I feel bad about it. Or if they don't compliment me or, or you know, respect my thing or are aware of everything I'm up to and saying validate, like nice things about it, it's... it's you can set yourself up for disaster because ultimately, and this is what I learned from free and native work and just like every self-help book I've ever read and intuitively I know this, but it doesn't mean it's, I, uh, I live my life like this. I am a work in progress, clearly. Um, we all are, but, uh, ideally you're, you're autonomous. Ideally you, you know, you have the ability to love and be loved and be empathetic and, uh, and be in a relationship Um, but your happiness comes from you. You don't need someone to compliment you or validate your existence or give you praise or tell you anything or put their attention on you to make you feel like you can be happy or relieved or, you know, like that's the goal. And, and you know what? It's so hard. But that's the goal, to be like solid on your own, to not need anything from anybody. It doesn't mean, you know, to not need it. And then actually like you flourish. Like actually the reward you you get from not needing someone and being like really solid and grounded on your own two feet and being driven and having goals and having a life and just having balance and and just being really solid on your own. Uh, like that's so attractive. It's so interesting. The ener- that energy that you put out when you're like that is like infectious, it's so magnetic. And I'm trying to learn that. You know, after I went did this thing uh, and you know hung out with my 12 year old uh, faux little sister on Saturday, I went to um, a girlfriend's house and we had a all girl group meeting. And Lacey Phillips showed up and it was really wonderful. And it was like a free and native kind of meetup thing, very like small group of girls and. We all went around and talked about what we're, what we're grappling with and what our issues are currently in our life and what we want to improve upon. And we're, we were so lucky to have Lacey there. And if you don't know who I'm talking about, Lacey Phillips is the creator and founder of a... Go to her website, freeandnative.com. I've had her on my podcast twice. The first episode is incredible. The second episode is wonderful. Uh, start at the first one, end with the second one, baby. But uh, anyway, but uh, so that will give you some backstory on who she is. But she's a manifestation advisor and uh, she... She's just so powerful and so smart about all this and smart about energy and how to tune into becoming the best version of yourself and and everything. So yeah, that's what we were talking about later that day on Saturday. Um, And basically I'm just quoting her and quoting all the things that I'm trying, all the advice I'm trying to take for myself. So I hope that helps you. You know, you don't need to break up with him or worry about the future. Have fun with him, but just... I'm not saying put you first, but you should, but it's nice when relationships like both people put, like my boyfriend says he puts me first and I should put him first and I know what he means and I, and he definitely does that with me. He's like so, so lovely. Um, 
this British gentleman, but uh, but as when I'm going to tell you to put yourself first in the f- because it seems like you have a habit might you're just worried about losing yourself to someone. So just enjoy the relationship. Remember who you are. Get a hold of what you want. Get grounded in yourself and and get clear on what your intentions are for your life. And, and then find a balance and then always tune into yourself and check in with yourself and go, what am I wanting now? Um, does this feel good for me? Do I want to do another thing? And you know what? If you break up and you don't get married, that's fine. I, I'm actually like, you know, you're so young. You're, gonna, you're learning stuff right now. What we're talking about, the advice you ask for from me, you're going to learn from all the things I've just said and all the feelings you're having and all the, the realizations you're having within the relationship you're in right now, you're learning. You guys are mirrors for each other. He's, you know, you and and it might not last forever. And that's okay. Just like Pete Davidson said about Ariana Grande. Wait, is that who it is? Yeah. Ariana Grande. Yes. I get I get Demi Lovato and Ariana Grande and all, all the other pop star girls a little bit confused. Um, okay. I mean who am I kidding? Ariana Grande. Um and I like that song. Thank you. Next. I'm so, I'm so grateful for my... Okay, anyway. Okay, okay. So you guys are going to learn from each other and if, and sometimes you spend time with someone and it doesn't... And it ends and it's okay. That's what Pete Davidson said. I thought that was a very nice way to say it on SNL Weekend Update. So just take that with you. So just breathe. Don't panic. Everything's going to be fine. Everything is exactly as it needs to be, as it's, as it's supposed to be. It's unfolding and... You should just be so happy. You're in a great relationship and you're a deep thinker and uh, and you sound, it sounds like you have high self-worth and you want a great life. And that's fantastic. So I applaud you for that. Um, there you go. This next email uh, is from another person whose name starts with a K. Fantastic. I love it. What does it mean? Who knows? Um, hi, Lexi. Love today's episode. I just wanted to tell you... Oh, I guess she's talking about... Lauren, Lauren Trillin, the episode I was referring to um, earlier, I think. Yeah, when I was very, very honest about my uh, emotional state at the time. Uh, oh, yeah, the Lauren Trillin episode where uh, she was, she's a, uh, I think a, she's a business manifestation coach. I'm probably saying that wrong. Um, but this girl says, hi, Lexi, love today's episode. I just wanted to tell you that you make me laugh a ton. Your instinct that your purpose is to make others laugh and feel cozy as you'd say, is spot on. And you know what? You rock at it. Thank you for all that you do. I look forward to your podcast every week. It makes me super happy and expanded. Signed, Kay. Thank you, Kay. Jeez, I love you. Oh my God. Um, just, uh, you know, I'm going to accept the compliment and I'm beaming. I'll have you know, my mom always says that. She'll text me and she'll be like, just so you know, I'm beaming. Like she wants me to know she's smiling and I'm like, oh, okay, leave me alone. But uh, now here, now here I am quoting my own mom. Turning into my mom, and that's uh, that's fine. This oh, you know what I did after the Lacey Phillips? It was such a big day. I went to Target with my new little sister. Then I went to the Lacey Phillips girl group meetup, and then I raced to uh, to see this Beastie Boys uh, show, like where Mike D and somebody else, Adam of the Beastie Boys, they just came out with a book. The Beastie Boys came out with a book, and then. Uh, my boyfriend loves the Beastie Boys, and, and uh, so I met up with him, 
because it was important to him and it was so fun. It was super fun. I'd never known the story of the Beastie Boys. It was, uh, you know, it was really cool and I had a blast and I'm so glad I went and that was fun. Anyway, it was just an, it was an electric Saturday is what I'm saying. Um, last Saturday was electric. Okay. This one is from another girl. Uh, she says, hi, Lexi, how do you organize your day as a creative person? How do you stay consistent and motivated with your practice? How do you connect with your creative voice? Also, are you still engaging with Lacey Phillips work? If so, what has been your biggest realization since doing the work? I learned so much from your podcast and love your Instagram stories. Thank you for always being so vulnerable, open, and honest. It's super cool and inspiring. Anyways, thanks for taking the time to read all of this. Signed, anonymous. Oh my goodness. Well, first of all, Yes, I am still doing the Lacey Phillips work. And what I'm doing is I'm doing, I did one, I did the authentic roadmap. And then when I met with Lacey in person, which was such a luxury, and sometimes I'll send her uh, inappropriate, two vulnerable, of, uh, two vulnerable ramblings of mine uh, via voice note or text. So uh, she's very sweet to put up with that. But then she told me in person, she was like, Alexi, I really feel like you should do the, the roadmap, the free roadmap. So all you have to do is go to freenative.com, type in free or type in roadmap and you'll see what I'm talking about. It's like a curriculum. So that's really helping me. So I've been doing the free um, roadmap curriculum every day, which is like a, like a hypnosis thing for about a half hour I listen to before bed or in the morning. And then you kind of journal after it and it's very helpful and it really makes me go like deep. I can't believe how deeply hypnotized I get and like I come out of it like I just had like a eight hour nap. It's wild. And uh, thank you for your compliments, by the way. I appreciate that. Um, I feel loved. It makes me feel like it's really nice. Thank you. Like it's worthwhile being so vulnerable and um, and sharing so much of my life, uh, which is something I also, I grapple with sometimes where I'm like, ugh, keep something to yourself. Why are you doing this? It's too much, um, too much you exposed. Um, but you want to know how I organize my day as a creative person? Yeah, I'm still figuring it out. That's why I don't put out a podcast for like 10 days or two weeks sometimes, you know, and I'm trying to write, I write articles for magazines and I'm, I have to rewrite the script and I'm, I'm writing another script and it's like, sometimes I don't even do it. So it's like, I think you have to wake up in the morning you know, I'll do everything but. I'll like Swiffer and I'll watch Bravo and I'll try to get inspired watching movies. But it's like at the end of the day, I think here's what you have to do. You wake up, you set a deadline for yourself. Like this is when I have to be done with this project. All right? A hard, fast deadline. And then you do fucking, just like Tim Nakashi said on a previous uh, Love Alexi podcast from like I think like last week. Yeah, you do whatever the fuck it takes to, sw- to get to that deadline and f- finish it and finish the project. Like hold yourself accountable. So I'm trying to right there with you. So you have to wake up early in the morning, you know, be responsible. Don't drink the night before. Do it like it's a job. If you have the luxury, if you have like money in the bank and you can like, and you're working on a thing or you're being paid to do something, wake up at like six in the morning or seven in the morning, make yourself some coffee, you know, take a shower, meditate, sit down in front of your computer and fucking get the shit done. Go for a break at lunch, go on a walk and then come back home and keep working and then be done by like six or seven and build some structure into your life when you're a freelance person. And I think right now I'm copying Brian Koppelman, the creator of that show, Billions, the co-creator of that show and, and uh, a previous former Love Alexi podcast guest, Brian Koppelman. I'm, I'm basically stealing his advice for me and for freelance artists and stuff, you know? Um, and even Alex Ross Perry, 
filmmaker Alex, Alex Ross Perry, who, who just came out with a movie. I'm going to go see it this coming Saturday called Her Smell. He also, and he made this, this movie called Golden Exits. He says the same thing. Get up in the morning. You have to create structure, like a nine to five job, you know? So I'm going to try to do it right there with you. All right. So I hope that helps. And uh, yeah, my goodness. Sometimes you can't wait to be inspired. You have to like, just do it. Oh my God. What a great slogan. What a great slogan. What a great ad campaign. Just do it. Oh my God. Who would have thunk? All right. Um, I'm like cringing at that. Okay. Hello, Alexi. Happy Halloween. I've been in a relationship for a year and a half and I feel like I have somehow lost my independence. Before my relationship, I lived alone and was single for two years. I spend most weekends with my friends and only had... I spent most weekends with my friends and only had casual hookups. I spent most of my free time alone, getting, you know, going to parks, coffee shops, thrift stores, etc. alone. I dealt with my problems by myself and I had confidence to get everything done by myself. I wasn't reliant on anyone. Fast forward to now. I've spent the majority of the last year and a half with my boyfriend. I live alone, but he is over almost every day, except for when he has band practice or works late. I find myself scared to sleep alone and unmotivated to do things when he's not around. I'm even hesitant to go out on the weekends without him. I recently have had a mouse situation in my apartment. I have crippling anxiety and hearing mouse squeaks from my kitchen at night is not helping. I feel that I am incapable of handling the situation without my boyfriend's help, but he can't be at my apartment 24-7 to help me. I never wanted to be this person. I used to make fun of girls who were so reliant on their boyfriends, but now I am that girl. I want to be confident in myself again and be able to be alone every once in a while and take care of issues I'm having by myself without having to ask for help all the time. Any advice on this situation? How do I learn how to take time for myself and not depend on someone else for my happiness and safety? Thanks, love. XX signed anonymous. Jesus fucking Christ. Did I write this email to myself in a stupor and not realize I saw, I, I, what the fuck? Okay. Listen, I can't believe you just wrote me this email. This is perfect. This is synchronicity at its finest. This is, I mean, my God, when everybody's going through something, everybody's going through the same thing. I can't relate more. I was single for so long. I would be in these little like relationship things and get out of them. And then like, I was so good at being single, not reliant on anybody. So happy. My happiness, everything wasn't reliant on anybody but myself. And it was so great. It was so easy. And now here I am. My crippling anxiety comes from like, I just feel like out of control or I've got to try to control the situation or like I need validation from my partner, you know, from my boyfriend or, or, you know, like, if he does a thing, what does it mean about me? Or if he does this, does that mean he doesn't love me? Like, oh my God, it's so annoying. How did I get here? This is crazy. It was easier being alone, but I don't want to be alone. I want to know how to be like that in a relationship. I want to be able to have my life. And then if I share it with my boyfriend, that if he doesn't react the right way, I don't get mad at him. Because if I wasn't with him, nobody be reacting. I'd just be telling nobody. And it would be fine. But all of a sudden I have this expected reaction from my partner or, or like if we sleep over all the time together and then he doesn't sleep over one night or I don't hear from him or he's not texting 24, you know, it's, or if he doesn't watch all my stories or like every Instagram, it's like, oh my God, what does it mean? My self-worth is diminishing. It's so fucking annoying. It's so fucking annoying. So here, listen, do I have any advice for you? I mean, the kind of the other girl had similar stuff where she wants to move out of the apartment and she wants to know if she, you know, 
she's settling and she's with her boyfriend and blah, blah. This is a common theme between you, me, and that last email, uh, two emails uh, ago. So what do we have to do, girls? Here's what we have to do. Well, we should be doing, I think this is not, this, this show is not sponsored by Lacey Phillips, but I really do like the free and native work. I really do. Whether it's the authentic roadmap work that she offers or the free roadmap curriculum she offers or what, what have you, uh, it's, that's very helpful as, as, as well as meditating, writing in your journal, and having self-confidence and self-worth and knowing that you don't need anyone. We don't need anyone. It's nice to love and to be loved, but it's so magnetic to need nothing from no one. That way everything else is, you know, just a bonus, a sweet, beautiful bonus, as opposed to like having all these expectations of someone. Because the minute you have expectations, you're fucking disappointed. You're fucking like, it's it's over. It's over because you've set up all these expectations. You're going to get let down. You put all these like, like, oh my God, people are just people. You got to accept people as they are, but you have to put yourself first. And again, when I say that, Take care of your own needs first. Don't be trying to seek out. I mean, don't be trying to seek outward validation from outward uh, sources, from outside sources. Don't try to seek out validation from outside sources. And the funny thing is, if my therapist, if my talk therapist heard me saying this on this podcast, <laughs> I mean, he's so kind, he wouldn't do this, but he probably you know, would want to he'd start laughing. No, he would fully laugh no matter what. As kind as he is, he would fully laugh because I'm basically quoting him and what he says to me, to you, to you guys out there, to you people out there, to you women, men, whoever you are, who find yourselves losing yourselves. Because you know what? It's easy to do. It's a life's work. Not everybody goes through this, but a lot of people do. It's no accident or mistake that I'm getting these emails that sound so familiar to me. We are all connected. I believe that. You know, listen, attachment is suffering. Isn't that what Buddhists say? The minute you attach yourself to someone, oof, oh, fucking gets tricky. It's gets hard. Anyway, um, I hope that helps. But I'm going to do the same thing. You just got to keep on yourself. Make time for yourself. Alone time. Know that it's okay. Don't check someone's Instagram activity. Uh, know that it's okay to sleep alone. Spend time with your friends. Do what you need to do spiritually speaking. Exercise. Work on your career goals. Um, figure out where you want to travel to and what you want to do. And and just like, don't forget to be the same person or like, not the same person you met before you got in a relationship, like that that person met when they when you got into the relationship because you want to be growing and evolving. But like, don't try not to lose yourself. So you have to carve out time for yourself. And then the funny thing is you won't lose the other person. If you do, they're fucked, they're lame. You'll just be so much more magnetic and strong and powerful and sexy and like this independent badass. Anyway, here's the final email I'm going to read before I wrap this up. What a fun time we've had, I think. I think I had had a good time. I learned stuff. Um, This is like a journal entry for me via, you know, just speaking Um, in audio form. Okay. Hey, Lexi. This is from another woman. Uh, She goes, hey, Lexi. So I was pretty late to email you, so I'll just message you on uh, Instagram. P.S. Guys, this is Alexi speaking. Don't do that. I don't love that because everything gets buried in my DMs and uh, 
I prefer emails, but I found this message and I printed it out. So I'm glad I did. Anyway, hey, Alexi, so I was pretty late to the to email you. So I'll just message you from here. So I live in an apartment with my family and while they're at work all day, I stay and I watch my younger brother. About a month ago, these guys came to renovate this empty apartment across from mine. And I think they're about late 20s to mid 30s. Anyway, about three weeks ago, one of them said the most sexist and creepiest things about me to one of his coworkers. From what I overheard, he said, she's a real 1110. I'd love to give it to her all night after she cooks me dinner. After I heard that, I went up to the door and I said, first things first, this is not the fucking 60s. You can't be saying that bullshit about women or anyone in general. He then told me to mind my own business and to take it as a compliment. And that's when I started yelling. From what, from what I remember saying, I said, what the fuck is wrong with you? I'm 16 years old and you're hitting on me like I'm 28. How the fuck is that not my business? You're literally talking about me in the most sexist way possible and expecting me to be okay with that? It's not okay. And don't ever talk about me or anyone like that ever again. After I said that, I went back to my place and I slammed the door thinking that everything would be fine and it wouldn't happen again. It's been three weeks and he's still hitting on me, but subtler, like pecking at me, like air pecking. I don't know, from across the hall and saying good morning to me like he doesn't know that I don't want to associate with him. Alexi, I don't know what to do because I can't really report him because he didn't actually do anything to me physically, but he keeps hitting on me after I told him I'm 16. I haven't told my parents because I didn't want to give the asshole the time of day. I just want to get it over with and I hope they stop renovating soon. Anyway, sorry for the long message. I just don't know what to do. Signed, Anonymous. Oh my God, tell your fucking parents immediately. Tell your parents immediately. This creep is in your building when you're alone with your little brother or sister or whoever you're watching. Uh, Yeah, let them know what's going on. So, you know, and yeah, try to avoid this guy at all costs, but definitely tell your parents. And I think you should also tell the manager of the building who's employing this fucking bonehead. I just don't like the fact that he, he's in the building. He knows where you live. He knows when you're around. So just like, yeah, tell your parents immediately. All right? Keep the door locked. Don't be alone when he's around. And I'm sorry I had to go through this, but I'm like, as I, and I'm not meaning to yell at you. I'm just like, you know, passionate and like intensely protective of you. Jesus, criminy Christ. But, you know, what a badass you are. That's very cool. But now I'm like worried. I'm glad you said something. Glad you stood up for yourself. I'm glad you're a strong woman. But please tell your parents. All right. Good. I feel like I made that clear. Anyway. Oh, my God. Well, I think we did it. We read all these emails. And what's up? You know, I'm going to try to be more consistent with these podcasts, with these exciting upcoming guests. I'm not going to tell you about yet because I just want to, you know, I don't want to jinx any of it. But I got exciting guests coming up. And uh, I'm I'm going to be going to... Uh, see Cher on the 16th of November. I'm very excited. I'm doing a road trip to Vegas to see Cher at the MGM Graham, Grand, Graham. Oh, I'm so obsessed with Instagram. I'm going to go to the MGM Grand road tripping with a boyfriend who I really don't think he even cares about Cher, which is like, like really insulting. But anyway, we, that that's how much he cares about me. We are, uh, he didn't want to watch, he did not want to watch Moonstruck the other day. And I was kind of like, irritated and I was like what you don't want to watch Moonstruck but I get it I get it you know opposites attract um but we're road tripping to Vegas so that's going to be very exciting I'm uh, excited to have stories about that and uh tonight I'm off to see Adam Goldberg previous former guest uh Love Alexi alumni guest uh actor musician director 
Jack of all trades, master of all those trades. Adam Goldberg is having an art show and performing uh, in his band tonight. I'm going to go to that tonight. So that's exciting. Uh, What else do we have to look forward to? Just life. Seeing how my mood levels out. I sound pretty good right now, right, guys? If only you knew. No, I'm just kidding. I feel good right now. Um, And uh, yeah, I'm going to continue drinking this Moroccan mint tea. And, uh, And what else can I tell you? There are other things I wanted to tell you, but, uh, you know, a lot's happened this week. Not a lot of it good. I don't want to get into the dark, dark, dark stuff that's happened this week, but I hope everybody voted. Uh, I'm sorry I missed putting this podcast out on Halloween. I hope everybody had a blast. Um, nothing scary happened, you know, not too scary. I hope some scary things happened, you know, and, uh, I think I've said it all. So, uh, I'll see you next week. I love you guys.